Cinemodities, late night movies with Rob and Zach. This is a podcast about cinematic oddities, where we discuss any media that is too bizarre, abnormal, or off-kilter for contemporary audiences. Occasionally, these projects gel. Most times, they crash hard into the realm of obscurity. Join us as we delve into the cult classic swamp. He's Zach. And I need to find a way to touch a lot of people at one time. (laughs) And I renounce my wish. (laughs) That was my favorite quote from the movie. The only other quote I could possibly do would have been, and the Hans Zimmer guitar part. <laughs> oh, this is a, a banner day for Cinemodities. We are talking about a new movie. We have so many people here. It's Wonder Woman 1984. I'll get it out of the way. I'll make the terrible joke first. I didn't even see Wonder Woman 2 through 1983. (laughs) (laughs) But with us, we we do have Zach. You heard Ben at the start. And we have a very special guest, none other than Zenger, to finally talk about something other than Star Wars. Zenger, thanks for joining us. Star Wars is mentioned, though, in this movie, so... Yeah, but it's Reagan's Star Wars. (laughs) Is it Reagan's Star Wars? It has to be um, Reagan's Star Wars. That president ain't Reagan. (laughs) Well, this, assuming the title is not lying to us, this movie takes place in 1984, so the president should be Reagan. (laughs) Yes. Did did anybody else notice that, like, early on in the movie, July 4th happens? Like, they put July in Christmas? Christmas happens? (laughs) So, like, instead of Christmas in July, we got July and Christmas, and then we got Christmas and Christmas? This That was one of the strangest things that I, like, tiny details. There's a lot we're going to have to say about Wonder Woman 1984, but at the beginning of the, uh, the beginning of the movie, Kristen Wiig, like, gives food to that homeless person, and then she's like, stay warm. And then a few days later, it's July 4th. Like, how can you yeah. not stay warm in late June, early July? <laughs> That's a good point. In DC. It, yeah. And everybody's like wearing coats. With the the guy that harasses Barbara is wearing a coat. This movie does not know that what was time a it duster. takes place. In. It was it was the style at the time. Oh, okay. <laughs> People thought they were from the like the Wild West. It it, it was just it, the Wild West had just ended. It, it's it's very <laughs> unknown to a lot of people, but it, it lasted in Virginia up to the 1980s. <laughs> <laughs> So it, it, the, the movie was very accurate in that. Okay. Um, did we even got a six shooter in one of the scenes? I think so. Yeah, that yeah yeah that makes sense. Yep. So of course, as everybody knows, Wonder Woman came out on HBO Max and theaters. Uh, I feel like it's only fair that I throw it over to Zach so he can tell us about his theater going experience. This might have been the theater going experience to end all of them, right, Zach? <laughs> Oh, I hate everything. This is an awful year. Oh, it's Christmas Day. I drove an hour to go see family, then drove another hour to goddamn Connecticut only to see a black theater and a stupid eight and a half by 11 piece of paper taped to the door saying, due to inclement weather, we are closed. And I said, God damn it, can I have anything? And then I had to drive all the way back home another hour. So no movies. I, I guess the the lack thereof of the movie going experience. I guess is the official title for this. Um, can one have an awful movie going experience if one was not even allowed in the theater? Was the weather actually bad? No, it was not bad at all. That was <laughs> a joke. The roads the roads were dry. Yes, it's Connecticut. I feel like ten feet of snow is still 
Yeah, average day for us. No, that's not Connecticut. That's like Montana or like Buffalo. Connecticut, now Connecticut is still refined. They're like, they're like, oh, it's really funny actually. I think Rob will get a kick out of this. Is that like when you cross the state line, Connecticut has actual like streetlights like along the like the interstate. And then the moment you get to New York, they just stop immediately. It's pitch black darkness. <laughs> it's like, well, clearly these people pay their taxes. Um, but yeah, no, Zach did not get to see Wonder Woman, the IMAX experience, even though he tried to. I was just banging on the doors like Dustin Hoffman at one point in The Graduate. I'm just like, just slamming my hands against it to a pitch black theater next to a Best Buy in the Lowe's. Okay, so I'm guessing then we all saw it on HBO Max? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I guess I guess uh, maybe before we say what we thought of the movie, I, I guess I, that'll tie into what I wanted to ask you, Zach. Since you didn't get to see it, now that you have seen the movie, do you think it would have benefited from IMAX? Oh, absolutely not. Nothing happens in this movie other than okay. seeing Kristen Wiig in a cheetah costume for five minutes, which I was severely disappointed by. Um, if you want to see. Uh, Mandalorian standing in a giant blue tube saying, I want more, I want more, and then for no reason have a change of heart for half an hour. Um, that might have been interesting, but no, this could I would have felt gypped walking out of this after spending twenty dollars. Don't don't you mean Mandalorian? Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. Oh man. Okay, okay. So I guess I guess uh Zach said nothing happens in this movie. Ben, what did you think of Wonder Wonder Woman 1984? For the first half of the movie, um, I, I hated it. Okay. <laughs> uh, because of his accent, nothing was happening. Um, but the more, you know, as, as the movie went on, uh, I kind of thought about the connection to that to the opening scene of the movie because the opening scene just kind of baffled me. Um, and I was, I, from the standpoint of, like, why the fuck did they show me this? And so I think the connections between, you know, the opening scene where, where little Wonder Woman finds out she's not allowed to take shortcuts uh, and the whole deception stone and it being a shortcut, um, I, I think that kind of saved it some for me. So, I mean, overall, like six and a half, seven out of ten, I, I wouldn't suggest that other people should watch it, but I don't regret watching it. <laughs> okay, fair, fair. <laughs> Zenger, what did you think? Did you did you watch it uh, like uh, as a family, or did you kind of just like zone in on your? Did your family want to watch this? Because Zenger's the only one uh, out of us that has you know probably had a true Christmas with his children. Yes, <laughs> yes, uh, Zach, Zach is correct. I'm the only one here who has loved ones, and I don't think it was advisable for on the ride home, Zach, for you to listen to old episodes of Knights of Vader because that probably ruined the experience even more. Oh, if, if only that's what I listened to on the ride home. <laughs> um, so, no, I, I, I sat up in my office alone on Christmas with everyone down the stairs after we got done with our, our monumental gift unwrapping and then other stuff that happened. So, so that was fun. But, no, I sat down, popped it on my computer, and then went off to go do other stuff, sat back down, attempted to finish it, got up, <laughs> left again, came back and finally finished it while eating Chinese food. Because it was Christmas, so I go eat Chinese food. I also Jewish. had Chinese food. Yes. I had Chinese food as well, actually. <laughs> yes, yeah, see? But, but I think it goes without saying, I had to, in three parts, to get this movie done. Because one, there was nothing that gripping at any point to where I could, to where I didn't have to get up. I actually got up, and yes, I will talk about Star Wars because I was sitting there and I got a text from Ellie 
that was, by the way, spoiler alerts for the Mandalorian. I got up and ran out of the room because I got a text across my phone that went, what are the different stormtrooper colors mean? And I instantly knew what episode she was watching. And I'm <laughs> like, I must go see her see Boba Fett. So then I left during the uh, obligatory um, star, star, I mean, sorry, Space Bill Burr episode and let her enjoy that on her own. And then ran back down to see the reveal of Luke, which she was like, no, it can't be him. It's somebody else. And I'm sitting there like watching her watch it going, oh, man, I can't wait for the reveal on this. And then proceeded to go back upstairs and finish the movie. I was more entertained by watching her watch something than watching this movie. <laughs> I, I mean, it's the best female-led superhero movie this year because it doesn't have the opposite of it going, oh, wait, I guess technically Mulan. Anyways, it doesn't have a Dark Widow against to go up against or dead widow or whatever you want to nickname dead, it dead widow, um, i like that <laughs> i mean because that's what this was supposed to be it was supposed to be the like flip of the i mean the other side of the coin to marvel it this movie was okay there's a lot of stuff that just happens that i'm like scratching my head going okay dc you didn't learn your lesson you're just throwing stuff out there and hoping it sticks and not really explaining it i'm sure we'll get into it all right well uh I think uh, the best way I can say it is that uh, I was pretty neutral towards this movie. I didn't love it. I didn't really hate it. It exists. Oh, that, that sorry for the final thing. Um, I live in constant fear of Rogue of Rogue Squadron now. Thanks. For <laughs> <laughs> true that, son. True that. I, I, I hide under next. tables now whenever I hear um, starfighters flying overhead because I'm like, oh no, it feels it's it feels gonna be so disjointed. <laughs> This, you know what's so funny? After watching this, I feel the same way that Superman like fans felt after Sucker Punch came out. It was just like, oh god, like this is not going to end well. It's it's that same feeling of like, why they hire somebody without letting the movie come out first and just getting a read on the audience. But yes, go ahead, Rob. So so I think this was conceived. The best way I could I could think about it was um, that uh, Patty Jenkins, the director of this film, uh, somehow got into the Cinemodities restaurant without us knowing on a Sunday, attended Seancemodities, and said, oh, please, Joel Schumacher, tell me how yes. to make a goofy superhero movie. Yes, because thank this, you. this was the god... Not only did it feel like Batman Forever, which is the one with Riddler and Two-Face, but the, the villain's plot at the end, or their scheme, is identical. Because Pedro Pascal wants to broadcast into a bunch of homes to carry out his master plan. That's what the Riddler and Two-Face want to do. They put that weird device on everybody's TV to, like, suck their brains. And I was like, this is the closest thing I've ever seen to a Schumacher Batman movie. Well, wait, wait, <laughs> Rob. You said villains. There's multiple villains in this? <laughs> well, well, there's one villain, Maxwell Lord, Pedro Pascal, and then yeah. there's then there's a leftover character on the cutting room floor of cats that they threw in at the very end. <laughs> well, no, I was about to say there's angry Chris, Christian Wig that got everything she wanted and just lost her humanity, and apparently we're supposed. I, I'm like, I I don't get this character's motivation anymore of why she has to go after Diana because she got everything she wanted. If if Diana interrupted the the stone guy, she would lose everything she had. That that's what her motivation was. Sure. She I, wants to be she wants to be a cheetah, okay? She wants to I mean, be a cat. <laughs> no, so like, no her, she wants her, to be an apex predator. 
Wait, that, wouldn't that just be a person again? That's ap- <laughs> yes, it would be. But that that's after um, that's after she decides that she has to stop Diana. Like that's after she's already like mixed with Maxwell Lord and become his like lackey. But before that, she just didn't want to lose her powers that she had gained. Um, but I, I mean, the the price she paid for those powers was like her whole personality. So I don't know if it's a good trade. I'm not sure I it. So I think my biggest issue with this movie overall is probably the you length. watched it uh yeah definitely that i watched it i i know zach knows when he was pitching this is i was not very excited but then we were like oh we have more people we can talk about it i think after seeing it this is going to be some good fun to discuss some of the problems i have with it in like a in like you know a goofy weird minute detail sense the biggest issue i think though is the entire chris pine plot Chris Pine should not have been in this movie. They could have cut out like 40 minutes because Why he was has... he in this movie? For, I don't know because he was in the first one. <laughs> but was he contractually uh, obligated to be in this movie? Like, it got so old when he comes back. Well, we're, we'll get into how he just basically possesses another person's body, which is strange in and of itself. But it got so old so fast where he has like a fashion montage with a fanny pack he looks yeah, at sucks. everything with wide eyes, and he's like, oh, my God, look at this, look at that. And I'm like, cut all of this out. Make it so Wonder Woman never loses her powers because she made a wish. Just make it so that she has to fight, you know, being wished against. Because once Pedro Pascal knew he's being chased by Wonder Woman, he should just be like, like that whole convoy scene. He should have turned to his driver and said, don't you wish Wonder Woman wasn't here right now? And the driver would go, yeah. And then she would have to challenge, be challenged that way instead of not having her powers. So I hated the whole Chris Pine thing. That would have saved like 30, 40 minutes of the movie and would have moved better for me at least. What, what did you guys think about Chris Pine? I, I agree with you about the whole fashion montage and, and his <laughs> wide-eyed youthful expressions about everything. Uh, but... I mean, so it did add one aspect, which is, like, I think been done in every movie that involves genies, uh, where, like, you have to give up what you wish for and, and you and you have to make that sacrifice again. So, like, she... I think I think Chris Pine was added to give Wonder Woman something to, to have to sacrifice to be able to be the hero. Like, I think that's the entire reason that, that his uh, character was brought back. I mean, I don't, I don't know. You, you can argue about whether or not it added anything to the movie, but I think the goal was to show how virtuous she decided to be eventually. Yeah, I mean, they, they they definitely got it in there for that reason. That's You know, she then turns into Superman after she renounces him. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I mind you, I think I can count the number of times I've flown a plane on one hand. Any kind of plane. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and and th- don't, don't worry, people. Th- this is going somewhere. I think there is a vast difference between the nineteen, like eleven, prop plane, and a brand new fighter jet. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> but I, I somehow, actually... Chris Pine was able to jump in and have no problem. Just figuring it out. Just going. Maybe the guy he possessed was a fighter pilot. No, the guy he possessed was. I think they mentioned what he is. He's like an engineer or something. There you go. He's also the like a steer, he's also a Sears catalog model. <laughs> I okay. I I did appreciate. Let's show a ton of ridiculous '80s fashions real quick on Chris Pine, even though we're showing all the other ridiculous '80s fashions on everyone else in the movie. What do we all think of uh, 
Okay, Chris. Okay, I want to get to. Okay, there's a lot in this movie that I can't figure out. Um, there's one thing I really want to bring up that I know Rob's gonna get kick ass. I'm kind of shocked he hasn't brought it up already. I kind of like the Chris Pine. Like, don't be wrong. Like, this movie is bloated. There's no reason why it needs to be two and a half hours. It should be max like 110 minutes. Um, I kind of liked his subplot in a concept. In the sense of like, okay, so one thing she's always wanted, and she finally gets it back, and she has to give it up in order to save the day. I like that as a concept. I think it could have been like everyone else has said condensed. Um, like we said, we don't need the 15 minute uh, fashion sequence. We don't need him looking at like modern art and then looking at a trash can being like, oh, this is pretty. Um, we, we don't need that. That's schlock. That's like going back to Titanic. That's like Pablo Picasso. He won't become anything. Trust me. Um, like, it, it's, it's there for the dummies in the audience. Um. Yeah, like I said, some of this like action sequences, he's just there. I don't know why. Like the car chase, like what's he gonna do? Like at one point, he's literally just like kicking a gun on top of a tank. And I'm just like laughing hysterically how stupid that is. <laughs> like he like it's a gun firing. He's just kicking it. It's like that's not gonna work. And then, like he's in the White House and he's just like punching guards. And it's like he pulls out a sword and she's like uh uh-uh. uh and he's like oh he throws the sword down. Again, a lot of dumb goofy stuff in this movie. Um, but the thing I'm curious that Rob hasn't brought up yet is the fact that we have our first Wonder Woman in Jordan Peele Twilight Zone crossover and that every single man in this movie is a rapist and a pervert. Oh, that was one but of my notes. That was on one that. of my notes, Zach. The aggressive bum character that, like, uh, Cat calls Kristen Wiig twice, the dude with the duster we were mentioning. He is straight out of the All Men Are Rapists episode from Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone. Every, <laughs> every male character in this movie, except for Chris Pine and Pedro Pascal, is out of the Jordan Peele Twilight Zone episode. Where, <laughs> like, anytime a man sees a woman, they're like, yeah, honey, bend over. Let me go take a – like, it's like that's not how things were. Like, that's like – what universe? Then even – like, it's – there's, there's a lot calls? of that in this movie. Zach, there may be a 80s. lot. Like, I can't agree with all of it. Like, Carl – he was he was genuinely trying to get laid. He he was not <laughs> he was not just catcalling. He was doing it poorly. I, I, but. <laughs> I I don't know. It's just the fact that it seems like every man has an agenda in this film and exclusively thinking with their ding dong. Like that is it. Like even Pedro Pascal like is trying to seduce like Kristen Wiig, and it's like what is going on? He's not I'm like, trying to every... seduce Kristen Wiig. He's trying to steal something from Kristen Wiig by pretending he's seducing her. <laughs> Exactly, but still, it's like every man in this film is extremely horny, and then in the moment, like, Kristen Wiig takes off her glasses, they're like, oh, yeah, honey. Like, we have, like, a 20-minute sequence of her in a gym lifting weights. I'm like, why is this in the movie? <laughs> well, in a gym lifting weights in a, in a swimsuit that's trying to crawl up her vagina. Like, yes, that's, that's yes. A strange thing to see. Um, it, it was the I, 80s. It was a different time. No, so as it, it was pointed out to me that in the 80s, women probably didn't shave their, their pube hair and that is a suit that one would have to shave to wear in public. So that's... that's Inaccuranism. Like, this movie, I, it took me out of it. Inaccuranism. Everything else in this movie is garbage. That's right. Uh, oh, my God. No, I definitely had that note that they went with that, like, that weird high school teenage movie thing where the where the dorky girl turns out to be gorgeous, but actually she was just gorgeous the whole time, and they finally took off her glasses. Like, that exactly happened with uh, with Kristen Wiig. So that was... Well, wait. There's another part where they're at the mall and there's that like yoga class or stretching class yep. where it's just got yep. guys just leering at them. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, just like staring at some ass. What is are 
I think we should have had a female opinion on this episode. I feel like we are not qualified to talk about this movie anymore. No, it was made for us, Singer. <laughs> oh, okay. It was made for the male gaze. While telling us that we should not have the male gaze. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that. I, 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 okay, Rob, I don't know where, how you want to take this because, like, I literally do. I wouldn't even know where to begin with this movie. It's just, like. Well, on the, on the topic of, of romance, sex, and seduction. Yeah. I, I, I have to say that there were points in this movie where I was like, I don't really know what motivations or what's happening, but I don't care because nothing's really happening. This, this started to get me. I, I have to say. I don't really know if it was said in the movie and I missed it or if it was just explained later on that when people made wishes that they lost something from themselves. Like, of course, that becomes like the whole kind of premise of, you know, Pedro Pascal getting his powers and stuff or rebuilding his organs at a certain point. But so so I, I wanted to mention this because this is, a, this is where the movie should have gone to be more interesting. Gal Gadot makes the wish for Chris Pine to come back. He does come back, but it's in a, a different person's body. He convinces her that it's like, oh, no, it's me from World War I. I'm back alive somehow. I'm just in this random person's body. They go to this random person's apartment. We get those lines, like Zanger said, oh, I think he's an engineer. His place is a mess. There's, like, cheese whiz, which he calls cheese on demand, just, like, sitting on the table. And then Wonder Woman's like, all right, let's have sex. <laughs> so Wonder Woman... In, in mentality, is having sex with Chris Pine, but she is physically having sex with this stranger that neither her nor Chris Pine know anything about. This was 1984. This was the start of the HIV and AIDS <laughs> epidemic. Oh so this later is, this on is in the, the movie, hill you're about to die on. This the, later on in the movie, Wonder Woman starts to lose her powers, and I didn't realize it was because of the crystal. I thought it was because she had HIV, and the movie was going to be about she has to deal with like HIV and AIDS. <laughs> That's fascinating. That, that would have been a much better movie. <laughs> Oh my god! I wonder if I honestly wonder if they realize there's that subtext there now. Oh my god, it was great. That's well, incredible. <laughs> That's incredible. Okay, so if that was subtext, this this movie becomes a ten out of ten. If that was the subtext <laughs> all along. Well, I here here's the other thing I, on, on on Kristen Wiig's character. She once become the ultimate predator. Wouldn't it have been great if she had just walked out and she was that one bum that kept harassing her? <laughs> 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 okay, there's there there's my awful joke out of the way. Everything I else like, from here on out is. I perfect. like to see like I like how she kicks. Like speaking of weird continuity in this film, like when we see her like running away from the office or doing whatever she's doing, and she like runs through like the what the awning of like the hotel, and like there's a bunch of people outside. And obviously, they're all like whistling at her and cat calling at her. And then she like turns the corner and she sees like the bum that tried to like like that was like manhandling her earlier, and then she like kicks him down like the, like what the street corner and then we get back to the hotel and the hotel's completely pitch black dark and there's nobody except for that one kind of like homeless guy who she gave her food to earlier and she's like he's like what are you doing she's like mind your business it's like where did everybody else just go like there was literally like a half a dozen people and the hotel was open now it's like midnight it's like this movie has the weirdest like continuity like wonky issues hey it's the fourth of july for no apparent reason it's this movie. Okay, can we please talk about, like, the, okay, not to jump too far ahead, but can we please talk about, like, the really, like, weird, like, Hallmark movie ending? 
Like, can we talk about that? Like, where it's just like it's compl- You can tell they tagged it on like a couple of months ago because it does I wish not they had fit the guts to do what they should have done. Had her kill him. <laughs> who? who? <laughs> had um, Wonder Woman kill Maxwell Lord. They were never going to do that because they need him uh, for they, He does. She does it in the comics. She freaking rips it like breaks his neck. I like, know. Walks up, has... grabs him, and twists his head around. But. Okay, DC's learned one thing. They've realized breaking characters in X does not equal no, success. No, they shouldn't have learned that lesson yet. <laughs> uh, this like should have been the point where they're like, eh, maybe we should stop. But, like, that's the thing, though. Like, the villain gets away, zero consequences for practically starting a nuclear war. No, and, like, it movie... happened, I guess. Maybe. I know, I though, know. but, like, but, well, like nothing we happens. We don't know that there are zero consequences because we, kn- we know that his health was really fucked up and that he used the stone's power to get it back. But upon renouncing his wish, we don't really know the consequences. So he could have been left with the fucked up organs and not the... But, like, he flew, but he flew back to the mainland on Air Force... What was it? A Marine won the helicopter. Like, I, yeah, like... But, I mean, how are they going to charge him? Like, what do you... I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't think that we know whether he was whether he had consequences. I would like to believe that he died from organ failure shortly after the <laughs> What? What? Hugs his kid and then just drops dead? <laughs> Why not? I hope one day I'll make you proud, and then he just dies. <laughs> this is the proudest Yay, moment of my life, Dad. <laughs> so uh, about the uh, so Zach, are you t- that scene you're talking about, like the the tacked on ending being the one where Wonder Woman gets hit by the snowball from the kids? Yes, and, like, the yes. world is the whole, perfect. The Hallmark movie ending. Yes, it's it's Terminator Two, Judgment Day alternate ending, where like John Connor <laughs> is a senator. Sarah Connor's sitting there, like, recording. Like, you can see literal utopia in the background. It's that. It's, 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 it's bizarre. Like, it doesn't fit with the rest of the movie. Like, Kristen Wiig, nothing happens to Kristen Wiig. She turns back into a normal person, and she watches, like, the sunrise. And I'm like, what is, like, I'm like, is this how this movie is ending? And then we yeah. have the, the, go ahead. Her, her and Diana just go back to working together at the museum and act like nothing ever happened. That was a crazy <laughs> weekend, right? <laughs> Except it was several months because it was cold and then it was July. So, you know, that was a crazy does half it, year. Does it snow in Washington, D.C.? Right? It um, snows in Washington, D.C., right? Oh, yeah. are, are you asking, does it snow now in Washington, D.C., or did it snow in the 80s? Because if it was the 80s, that wasn't snow. That was cocaine. Um, oh, yeah. Ba-da-ba-ba-da-ba. Um, no, it, it does actually. Actually, um, ironically, we're recording this, of course, as pointed out, the day after Christmas. We actually woke up this morning, and I live in Virginia, south of D.C., uh, a couple hundred miles, but still in the D.C., like, we're not in the D.C. metropolitan area, but it's still, like, I'm, like, a two-hour drive away from D.C. if I really want to make it there. And we had a white white Christmas. It was actually snowing Christmas morning. Like, we opened the windows, and Whoa. it's like, oh, it's snowing. That's nice. It, it accumulated to nothing because it all melted. But, yeah, it snows in D.C. every now and then. We got six mm, inches. Okay. But, like I said, this was the 80s, so that was not snow. It's okay. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you, Zach. I was just like, okay, for some reason the world is a better place and uh, in this one little market square that she goes to. And the uh, the ham-fistedness of it is ha- her running into whoever's body Chris Pine possessed earlier well, in the film. That's what that was? Yeah, I, I hope so. If it was some random stranger, <laughs> I'd have yeah, flown away. <laughs> okay, I felt that's who it was, but I was like, I don't know if that's who it was. I'm just going to assume that's who it is, and someone's going to be like, no, that was just some random person. I'm going to be like, oh, great. They have no like plot thread on this movie whatsoever. They just did whatever they wanted, and nobody cared. 
But, like, you know, I thought that ending was going to be, because I know, like, one of the last things that, like, when Chris Pine and Gal Gadot are talking, she, like, she's like, I'll never be happy again. He's like, I, I, he's like, that's a horrible way to live. And I thought, like, at the end of the movie, like, she'd start talking to, like, the Sears catalog model. And, like, it would be, like, a romance blossoming. I'm like, oh, like, the idea that, like, okay, like, she'll find happiness with somebody else. And it's like, nope. Nope. <laughs> but yeah. we know she doesn't because we know what happens later. She goes and joins... She- that doesn't hit. count. That that does not count, Zenger. I'm pretty certain we can say that ba- the events of Batman and Superman and Justice League are not going to count anymore. <laughs> well, I I do appreciate DC holding their freaking reins on this and not trying to set up five other movies and shoehorning in like Superman being there or something like that. At least they stayed focused. Oh, oh, Zenger, for- Zenger. They gave up. They gave us another cameo at the very end. Did I miss it? Oh, the, yeah, yeah, the mid credit scene? Al- Altera or whatever? I, oh, wait, there's a credit scene I missed? Oh, God. Dang it. <laughs> Zanger didn't get to see Linda Carter? What? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> to me, that was literally the best part of the entire movie, is, seeing is, Linda Carter. It's like me. Is that it's like the lady who played Wonder Woman before or something? Is yeah. That? The TV show. Yeah, from the 70s, yep. Yeah, to me that was the best part of the whole movie. Like the moment, like you, like somebody's like back turned to the camera, they do something superhero-y. I'm like, oh, it's gonna be Linda Carter. And it was, and like she looks directly into the like into the camera and winks. I'm like, great. I wish this would have just been the entire movie. Thirty seconds. <laughs> what Linda Carter winking at you the entire like, time? No, just for thirty seconds. No, just for like I, the mid credit scene to me was the best sequence of this entire movie because it felt fun. It didn't feel contrived. It didn't feel bloated. It didn't feel like okay. Like, I'm unnecessarily over the top. I I didn't mind it. I thought it was fun. I thought it was cool to see Linda Carter because I was always. I think we talked about it back in the day, Zach. Where it's like, why wasn't she had a cameo in the first one? But then they give her the cameo in this one. They actually make her a character. My only problem is when the credits start to roll, it goes through like you know all the 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 main cast and I guess you know like the Patty Jenkins director, all the big names, and then the mid credit scene happens. You see Linda Carter turn around, she winks at the camera, and it immediately cuts back to credit credits and Linda Carter in a special appearance. And I'm like, so if you didn't get it, you know who that is. <laughs> well, that's the thing, though. Like most of, the, like, I would imagine if any again, let's pretend this is still happening in movie theaters. Let's just pretend. But like, I would imagine like 95 percent of the population or anybody, I guess, under the age of 40 probably would have no idea who Linda Carter is. Sure. Or her relation to to the character. Um, and that's the thing. It's it's for the dummies in the audience. It's there for people like you, like like, he, like us, that know who the who she is. But to the people who are watching this on Christmas Day because they're bored, or because they they, they don't want to watch Pixar Soul, it's 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 there to bash them over the head with it. Which I'm fine or with because they like, were you know, told awesome. to watch it by like ill-advised podcasters. <laughs> hey, nobody. Hey, I didn't recommend this movie. <laughs> Rob, I have to ask, which one of these was better? Wonder Woman 1984 or Birds of Prey? God, at least Birds of Prey had, like, things going on, even if they were annoying, you know? <laughs> like, I thought okay. this was much more neutral. That's what I figured. I figured, like, Birds of Prey at least is probably a more entertaining film. It's probably at least, what, 45 minutes shorter? Yes, definitely. <laughs> that alone makes it the better film. It's 45 minutes shorter. Uh, as I would say, it's a responsible length. <laughs> yes. I think the rule of thumb should be if you ever make a movie longer than two hours, you should be forced to like drink a big gulp as the movie begins and have to hold your hold it the entire time. That should be your punishment to see whether a film should really have to be past the two-hour limit. Okay, right. so I watched that scene while we were discussing it, 
And my instant thing was, oh, she's going to be that one Amazon woman that was like the armor came from. And then it, it that, that that's who that was. So I was like, okay, great. Awesome. I'm glad that me just briefly seeing a scene for five seconds, I already concluded what they're about to show me. Exactly. That's called good filmmaking. It should be, you should be able or to recognize everything happening. No, because there's not. Pitchman Zinger just, would have never pitched this. Because he's a hack. Exactly. <laughs> I would have made it worse. Uh, okay. Can somebody exp- can somebody explain to me what the gold armor is all about? Like, like I, I get the back has the comics every now and then. That's like this, like super. Oh wait, are you talking about in the movie or in the comics? No, in the movie. Like, no, I get that. Like, it's supposed to be like a super duper armor. Like, they explain the backstory to it, which I was fine with. But like, she wears it, and then like. Kristen Wiig in a cheetah costume, like literally just tears the tears the wings apart after like two shots, and that's it. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like, this was the armor that could hold back all of mankind. You can't handle Kristen Wiig in a cheetah costume because <laughs> she's a woman. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. Can we please talk about Kristen Wiig in a cheetah costume at the very end? Can we please talk about that? How just comically like how goofy that was. I was. Yeah. <laughs> I think, Zach, I think you're the only one here that's seen Cats. Anybody chime in if they have. How did that compare to Cats? Oh, God. Did you see Wiggs' butthole? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I don't think either one of them was. Oh, God. Cats was almost a year ago now. Yep. Um, it was a year ago. It was. It came out the same day as your other movie that I refuse to acknowledge. The Rise of Skywalker? Thank you. <laughs> okay. Um, Much oh, like God. Wishes, I renounced that film. Um, <laughs> what? What? Okay, I feel like that's something worth asking on another podcast. Um, uh, no, I would say they're equally bad. Like, I would say both. Like, I'd say overall as an experience, like Cats is probably more embarrassing. But I think Kristen Wiig, like, she's literally doing the exact same thing she did a decade ago. Like, as I was watching this, I'm like, why is Vicky St. Elmo here? I'm like, I'm like, what is? What is happening? Like, it's like Kristen Wiig is just in her wheelhouse doing her shtick. And then, like, she starts wearing, like, cheetah print. And I'm like, okay, ham-fisted foreshadowing. And then, like, she becomes – she starts to no, wear a cheetah costume for no reason. That. There was cat skeletons and stuff everywhere. Well, she And she commented on Diana's animal print shoes at the very beginning. Well, yeah. Like, I get that, though. But, like, why – like why yeah, she become like when she one te- thing. ham hawks another thing like there was a side of ham being thrown around on screen at certain points. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't get it. Like you guys said, like I want to be an apex predator, therefore she turns into an actual cheetah. I'm like, what what is going on? Like this felt very amazing well, Spider Man two to me too. And so <laughs> I mean, presumably she was able to turn into a cheetah because Max was able to take things away from Wishers. And give them to her. Like, did a cat make a wish? Yes. <laughs> like, was a cat like being held by a by a little girl watching TV? Be like, I wish you would fucking let me go. And like, like a cheetah's in the zoo. And he's like, I really wish I wasn't fucking here. Like, <laughs> and so he just takes away his cheetahness, and then you got what, like a person in a zoo that gets eaten by cheetahs? Like what? <laughs> like okay. exactly. It would have been cool if they somehow explained it as since she was taking powers from Diana. It was something where, like, she could be like, you know, these are powers that mortals aren't meant to have since I'm technically a demigod. And that's why it transforms her. Maybe. Into a cheetah. And you know what? I mean, that makes as much sense as the movie does. Yeah, fair. At least that's an explanation. 
it's a better one. The explanation is what I said. A cheetah made a wish. <laughs> like they, they stole the Katniss from a cat and gave it to Kristen Wiig. That had to be, like, what human has the cheetah-like abilities to, for them to steal? Oh, yeah. It, Maybe there's just another cheetah-like human out there that is no longer cheetah-like. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm with you there, Ben, because I, I think uh, Barbara Minerva was not the original cheetah from the comic books. So the original cheetah was running around in this universe, made a wish, and... <laughs> And Pedro Pascal transferred her cheetah powers to Kristen Wiig. That makes sense. You are actually correct. Yeah, that checks out. Thank you, Zenger. Wow. I, you know what? I was like, I'm pretty sure she, he's right on that. And you were correct. Like, she's like the fourth one. No, third. Yeah, Barbara Minerva is the third incarnation of Cheetah. So there you go. The original or second. But cheetah also cheetah. the current one. So there's your confusion on that one. She's the... Third, but also current, because there was a fourth. <laughs> but we're not going to talk about that, I guess. Doesn't that happen with the Robins, too? Like, one dies, and the other one comes out? Oh, oh, they all just keep getting wish dies? stones. Which, 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 okay, which, which one dies? hasn't died? Jason Todd. Uh, Jason Todd. Jason Todd, yes. And he became around. the Red Hood. Oh, yeah, I forgot the, the Lady Robin. Yeah, she. but no one cares about it, because she, like, faked her death or something. I don't know, something... Don't get me started on comics and how it's like, why do we do this to ourselves? Didn't Jason Todd die because a bunch of, like, people wrote into DC yes. Comics and they want him to no, die they, and they kill him? No, they did, they, they, they did, like, a vote thing where you had to call a number on whether he lived or died. Oh, God. Yeah, this, <laughs> I remember this, that. This oh. was once again back in the 80s. I remember that. And that he died. Was. And then during one of the crises, he got brought back to life and basically became a the anti-hero. Yeah, we got. I got a shout out under the Red Hood, best animated movie ever, probably. Which one? There's a new one now that's technically oh. like a choose your own adventure version of that original okay. one. No, I think the original one. <laughs> oh man, wait, Doogie Howser's in that as um. Uh, yeah, as Nightwing. Yeah. Doogie Howser. <laughs> yeah, I think that too, Rob. The fact that he says Doogie Howser. Just an NPH oh. or something. The unicorn rider himself. Um, oh, oh man. Well, speaking so, of Kristen Wiig in the cat outfit, outfit, I wanted to ask you that, Zach, because I thought that final battle, which we only get to see her in the in the cheetah costume in, I thought it was dark. Like they were, it seemed oh, like yeah. they were specifically trying to hide that CGI, where they should have tried to hide a lot of the CGI in this movie. Some of Wonder Woman's physics did not look good to me. Oh, absolutely. No, the CGI actually, looked really bad in this. So, in terms of filming things in a way to hide stuff, I have to take us all the way back to the beginning of the movie. <laughs> that that fucking okay. So first off, as far as I understand, all of the Amazonians are stronger than regular humans. Is that is that correct? Like Wonder Woman is not special in the fact that she's super strong. Yes and no. Okay. Well, Sim- well, simply yes. The um the Amazonians are better than regular humans, but she's also a demigod technically. So okay. Okay, uh, and, and so, also it's it's weird that this movie. Uh, you, you know, continue with your thing. I'm I'm gonna go like on a diatribe for 20 minutes, and no one's gonna <laughs> listen to it. So, so, so th- they're doing something that that looks like one of those like ninja obstacle courses that we have on TV all the time, and like for whatever reason, the Amazonians think this is impressive, but they're all stronger than regular humans. So why do they give a fuck about somebody's ability to jump around on a jungle gym? So, like seriously, all they have to do is like climb a rope. Jump around on a jungle gym and then like run up a thing and then swim. 
like oh, oh do you do you want do you want to get into the weird thing how there was the exact amount of horses they needed even though every one of the Amazons didn't get through somehow? So okay, so no, I actually I have theories about all of this. I, I'm we're gonna I I hate this entire thing and I'm gonna tear it apart real quick. But I do have there are some saving graces. Um, so so my one of the things I have a problem with is they shot that entire first sequence in a way to prevent you from seeing any of the actual interesting stuff. Like the ninja warrior, like the ninja contest shows are shot better than that scene was. Um, and I think they did it to hide the fact that the actresses couldn't perform the stunts. Mm. I, I definitely found the camera work in that opening scene to be a nightmare. Like all the cuts, the up, the above, like bird's eye view from down below. And I was just like, I was almost spinning. <laughs> so like as, as soon as somebody's about to do something interesting or difficult, they cut away from it. And you can't actually see what, what is happening. So I, I really think that they were avoiding. It was like it's like whenever they filmed Taken Three and Liam Neeson was too old to do his own stunts, and they just like they started doing really weird things with the camera to, to prevent you from seeing that. Like that's what it felt like. Yeah, I think Liam Neeson has to like jump over just a fence at one point, and there's like four edits. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so then they uh, you know they go off, they dive, they do the swim thing, and then we get to the horses, which Zangra mentioned. There's just enough of them. I think. That actually makes some amount of sense because I think only the first eight or seven to get to that point are allowed to continue because the rings that they're shooting at that shoot the smoke projectiles only have seven uh, seven slots that they can hit. But the thing is, how the fuck are they assigned colors? Because yep. there are more color or there are more people than there were colors, so that doesn't make any fucking sense. So there's no way that they should have known that it was Diana that cheated by not getting one of the the checkpoints because how did they know diana was blue i thought the same exact thing absolutely so what i'm getting at is that that fucking ninja whatever the show is called the the acrobatics show where we get just normal people doing ninja acrobatic shit is better than that entire scene in the movie and that's why i said earlier like that scene baffled me like why did they show me this were they proud of it like what what was the point of showing me this I think what they should have done instead is they should have shown a montage of her spending 35 years trying to figure out how to make a coffee cup invisible. Because they gave her <laughs> okay, yeah, thank you. Thank you. To make the plane invisible in a throwaway line. Like what is she a full-on fucking magician now? It should have like, shown her earlier like make like it should have shown that scene and then not had a reason for it and then later it would have made sense. Also to answer your question according to the stuff I'm looking up on Amazon's and by the way I know there's pre-crisis, I know there's post-crisis, I know there's golden, bronze, silver age versions of all these characters, but I'm going off of what I am reading right now, because I think it's the most direct one to this conversation. All Amazonians have superhuman strength, speed, durability, stamina, agility, enhanced senses, heightened intelligence, immortality, I guess long-lived, not like they just, if they get stabbed, they'll still die. Right, they're um, not invulnerable. Or yes. They they don't age anymore, but they can die from stabby stab. Um, superior hand to hand and martial arts skills. As for Diana, her powers are freaking ridiculously off the board most of the time. That's and she can fly like, from time to time. I guess I don't know. Like all it is is basically a foot race for them, and these people yeah. are going fucking nuts about it. I don't understand that. Whatever. Maybe they don't have a lot of entertainment on the mascara, but. They, it would have been so much better if they had if they had found some way to attach this whole taking shortcuts idea to her trying to figure out how to use magic to make shit invisible, because they gave her the ability That's to make shortcuts. 
They yes, they gave her the ability to make items invisible in a throwaway line. Like, why didn't why doesn't she make shit invisible all the time? <laughs> that I'm I'm glad you bring that up, Ben, because that whole plane like when they get the plane from the smithsonian or the whatever the the display hangar and fly to cairo that whole plane scene is like a bad episode of rick and morty like imagine we're oh, like God, rick i don't know what we're gonna do man. yeah like rick would be like morty you gotta you gotta fly this you gotta fly this plane or you gotta fly the spaceship we're trying to get away and then and then he's like, I don't know, Rick, oh no, they're chasing us. And he's like, oh shit, I forgot that people would chase us if we stole something. Hold on, no, I just invented this thing. It makes things invincible. And I'm uh, invisible. And I'm just like, oh my god, none of this makes any sense at all. <laughs> well, so, I mean, clearly she, she does have some magic powers because later she learns how to fly when she remembers that the pilot told her it's like learning how to fuck the wind or something. <laughs> 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 And, and, and while she's flying, she uses her whip to swing around on lightning. That, okay, Why? I like that. She's flying already. But it looks good for a trailer shot. Yes. Yeah. It, it only. No. The only, <laughs> the only reason she's high enough to do it is because she's already flying. Okay, my say going back to this making the plane visible stuff is I'm pretty sure that it's in our inaugural episode of Batman v Superman, Dawn of 9-11. I said that when we see Wonder Woman, and she's like on the Turkish Airlines flight, and she sees like the Doomsday Battle, yep. I made a comment to Rob, I'm like, Rob, why isn't she flying the invisible jet? Where's the invisible jet, Rob? And I think Rob makes some comments, like, give it time, Zach, they'll do that. And guess what? I finally got my invisible jet <laughs> after four going on five years. So you know what? Does it make sense? Absolutely not. Was I thrilled? Yes. They so, gave us I'll the invisible jet in the same movie she learns how to fly in. It doesn't, it doesn't matter, Ben. As long as somebody signed up to HBO Max, they don't care. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, as I long as you sent them $15 a month. I'm not upset that they gave her the invisible jet. I think like that's a good nod. Like Not a fucking historical Wonder Woman. I get it. But to give her the ability to make things invisible... That's like just you know glimpsing over the fact that if you give somebody the, the power to make tornadoes, they could just make a fortune by powering windmills. Like <laughs> you're just moving everything about your economy without even thinking about it. She could make whatever she wants invisible now, and why not? She never does. The, that was the only time she ever used that ability. And is it permanent? Like does I don't it know. does it stay on the jet when she's not in it? Oh, wait, no, it is, because she said she can't find the coffee cup, and Themyscira is technically still hidden. So, there's an invisible jet sitting around somewhere. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I was thinking, that she had to learn how to fly, because once they landed the jet, they couldn't find she it again, so they, they couldn't get another plane. <laughs> I don't know where they keep the planes here. Um, <laughs> that's all she had to know to get one in the first place. So, yeah, anyway. Yeah, standing I think... by D2 to go get it. I mean, no one's ever going to put two and two together. Oh, okay, can we? Okay, I, I'm glad Zinger brought it up. That drove me nuts, too. How on earth in 1984 is there that level of, like, reading IDs where she holds it up to the air, it yep. scans it from, like, 10 feet, like, what, 10 feet, if not more away, and it opens the doors. Uh, okay. Like, that would, bear, that would be basically, that'd be impossible now unless, like, you're, like, on top secret level military base. Zach, 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 Zach. We all know that back in 1947... During the crash at Roswell, they were able to steal all the alien technology, and the government is, of course, 
um, about 20 to 25 years ahead of anything that's currently available to us. I mean, that's so, I'm from New Mexico. That's verifiably true. And also, <laughs> I'm just going to put this side note in there, too, that they're able to do all this technology and keep it hidden, but don't try to mail anything right now. It ain't going to work. <laughs> Fair. Fair enough. Oh my god! Is there anything in this movie that we did like? Like, is there like, is there any moment in this movie you'd be like, oh wow, like that was neat? Because I really, I, I outside so, of Linda Carter, I can't think of a single moment in this movie that I genuinely like. I actually, um, the the whole convoy scene, the thing where she, he like shoots that rocket, and she grabs a hold of it, and then tries to save some kids by slamming into them hard enough to kill them. <laughs> um, I, I, I thought that was pretty neat. Like that was kind of fun visually to watch. But there are some things earlier in that scene, like she, there is a vehicle that is perpendicular to her path, and she's just pushing it at one point. But then later, like a vehicle's trying to swerve into her, and she can't kick it away. They're just so inconsistent with how strong she was in that scene. Her her her, her viral load was flaring up, Ben. The HIV <laughs> was hitting her hard at that moment. <laughs> oh, um, okay, I want to talk about the Star Wars reference. Aside from it's not Reagan, but. We're in, like, July, and that got barely introduced in 1984. So, I mean, he says it like a throwaway, oh, you're familiar with this. It's like, no, 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 no. That's what you like, Zanger, the, the Star Wars reference? <laughs> yes, I, I, I have to nitpick the Star Wars reference as someone who would do such a thing. I I think my favorite part of the movie was um the second half of the movie, Pedro Pascal just chewing, not the scenery, but... The movie. People. Like, like when he goes on, like, that whole thing where he's just, like, has people lining up outside of his office and trying to grant them wishes. And, like, the line I quote at the start, he's talking to that, like, televangelist. And he's like, can, can you get all of, your, all of your people to hold hands? And instead of say, we pray for, we say, we wish for. And he's like, would that even work? And then at the end of the movie, when he goes, like, full Oprah mode, when Wonder Woman shows up at, his, at like, the secret military base, and he, Pedro Pascal's just like, granted, granted, granted. And you get a car, and you get a car. <laughs> yeah, and I was just like. Make a wish, any wish. Look into my eyes, and everything you've been waiting for, it's all yours. You're too late. I, that was, like, the one thing I really liked. Like, Pedro Pascal was just going crazy. Like, he was in a completely different movie, and I loved it. <laughs> I was about to say, that that's what you get when you have somebody have a helmet on for two seasons, and you never get to see their face. Allegedly have a helmet on for two seasons, yes, according alleged. to the last I'm sorry, I forgot. We have to say allegedly now, thanks to recent events and things we might have discovered. I haven't watched the um, the, the gallery stuff yet, so I guess I'll just see him not being on set the entire time. But no, I like the beginning of the like the movie, very beginning part, like where him he's doing like his uh, Wolf of Wall Street, Jordan Belfort thing. He's <laughs> yeah. like, like you have a lot, but you can have more. And I'm like, I kind of <laughs> like that for the like, he's introducing himself. Welcome to the future. Life is good, but it can be better. And why shouldn't it be? Everything we've ever dreamed about is right at our fingertips. But are you reaping the rewards? Do you have it all? Slow down to the 
Welcome to Black Gold Cooperative. The first oil company run for the people, by the people. Think about finally having everything you've always wished for. Let's go! Hey! For a low monthly fee, you can own a piece of the most lucrative industry in the world. And every time we strike gold, you strike gold. No matter who you are, no matter what you do, you deserve to have it all. Do you have everything you've ever wanted? Aren't you tired of always wishing you had more? Join me today. Operators are standing by. You don't need a pile of money or some business degree to get started. You don't even have to work hard for it. Good morning. Good morning. Don't even think about it. At Black Gold Cooperative, all you need is to want it. Yeah, I well, love that. His entire character is like, take shortcuts. So, you know, they, they connect it really strongly to that opening scene that sucked a lot. Well, exactly. Uh, it, it, it redeemed the opening scene a little bit for me because it felt like I watched it for a reason. So I, I guess I liked that. Um, I want to see... Well, I was really hoping at one point, like when he has like his office space, it really, really reminded me of The Wolf of Wall Street. I was hoping there was like all sorts of like debauchery going on, like Jonah Hill like eating a goldfish, like people having sex like in the elevator, like all that stuff. Like I really wanted that. Like I wanted like the 80s debauchery like dialed up to 11. Speaking of his office space, is the movie imply that his son is just in the office the entire time until he just wanders around the street at the end of the movie? Yes. <laughs> no, well, Was I he guess eating? That, that depends on what you mean by the entire time. Uh, the entire time from when he talks to the priest till the end of the movie, yes. But before <laughs> that, he was with his mom. Okay. And okay. her boyfriend. And, and her boyfriend, yeah. Well, maybe not, because the, the aide says his mom is with her boyfriend, and that's why he's here. So maybe he was dropped off before the boyfriend was around. We don't really know their family dynamic. They might not be comfortable letting him meet significant others yet. Ah. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like, yeah, I don't think he was there the whole time. I think he, he was with his mom for most of the time. Okay. And the only reason the kid's there is so that Diana doesn't break his neck at the end of the movie and yes. give us a better ending. <laughs> uh, well, kind of. So actually, actually, I, I guess now's a decent time to talk about that whole ending thing where she. So like, they reveal early in the movie that the whip can show you the truth, and they show us that really kind of dumb scene where instead of like the shield dome from three hundred, we just get the one lady in the eagle costume, and people are poking her with Linda swords Carter. and stuff. Yeah, Lynn, I guess. Yeah, sure. And um, so, they, so you know, the whip can reveal the truth, but then, then she uses the whip on on Lord to reveal the truth to the whole world or something. Yeah. Like, because he's touching everybody and the whip's touching him, he, it can touch everybody, but I'm not sure what truth it's revealing to them. Like, did, did anybody understand that? Like what turns the whole thing around and makes everyone renounce their wishes? No, my note on that is literally what the fuck is this ending? (laughs) Okay. okay. My best guess is that the whip touches him. He touches everybody else on, you know, like show me on the doll. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, and somehow that transfers the ability for them to all see 
their own individual truths about how their wish is destroying the world. Yeah, and I I That's really wanted more on the 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 uh, the spread of possible wishes because of course when everybody's wishing for everything at the end we only see the bad things like like there's some dude with like a, a giant gun he's like I wish I had nuclear weapons and the woman's like I wish they'd deport all the Irish from Britain and you, and those paddy wagons showed up like instantly <laughs> so yes. I think they were already on the way to deport them well, well I mean the way that the crystal works it happens immediately. Like that dude wanted coffee, and it set into a, uh, it set into motion a chain of events that had to have started at least an hour before that. So wait, is, is it like predestination future stuff too, to where like you are always determined to do this? Uh, I don't know about that. I kind of assumed it just changed the past. Oh, okay. Or inserted <laughs> things into the program, like just you know they they just like picked up and moved the patio wagon people. Sure. And made them sure. Yeah, I, I I, of course you can't. It's like one of those time travel things. It's 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 never going to make any sense, especially yeah. in a movie like this where they barely explain it. But what what I was getting at was, I wanted to see a scene where it's like everybody makes a wish, and you just see like I don't know like a like a person in a hospital, like or like a, like someone not a patient but like just some woman in a hospital looking torn down, and then at the end it goes like she renounces. She's like I renounce my wish, and the doctor's like well. Your three-year-old cancer's back. It was in remission for five minutes. Like, there had to be people making good wishes. Like, Mommy, why does it hurt again? You know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, one of the, uh, one of the wishes that I heard was, I, I wish we were never married, was, was one of them. <laughs> Ooh, but, okay. but you're right. It was all, like, wishing to remove Someone eavesdropped on Ellie? Oh God! <laughs> I'm kidding. We we love each other very much. Uh, okay, Ellie's your wife. I allegedly, yes, yes. allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> love each other. I guess we have to throw allegedly on everything now. Um, but like, why wouldn't someone like like a uh, Pedro Pascal starts doing his broadcast thing? And if it like, the, I think statistically there had to be someone watching him who would go, "I literally wish the world was destroyed." And oh, it would have sure. just ended the movie. <laughs> like, I wish the world was destroyed. I wish for world peace. Like, how, how are conflicting wishes yep, handled? Yep, I well, really so- wanted, when Wonder Woman was having, like, well, at the end, Wonder Woman is having trouble fighting wind uh, in her gold suit. <laughs> yes, and that so leads far. to the whole, you know, she has to snake the lasso of truth around him. But I really was hoping that, like, someone would make a wish and be like, man, I wish Batman was here. <laughs> and Ben Affleck <laughs> would show up. I don't even know, in the timeline, I don't know if Batman exists in this... DC was a, EU timeline, but I, I thought that'd be great. Where then. Wonder Woman's like, man, we could really use a Superman right about now. <laughs> he would have also been a kid then, yeah, or a uh, teenager. A Superboy, yeah, we could have gotten Superboy. Superboy came, yeah, like a punch the universe so hard that Jason Todd came back. Yeah, get get, get the one that breaks reality and then turns evil. But no, I mean, there there had to have been conflicting wishes. My only my only like explanation for why that is not what happened is is that it seemed like he had control over which ones he granted to some degree. But sure, it didn't always sure. seem like that. Like throughout the movie, it seemed like there were times where he wasn't in control of what he granted. Like with his son and wishing, like his son said something like, "I wish, I wish for your power or I wish for your wealth or whatever." I don't. So like, I don't know if, if his son like wished. To steal his dad's power or wealth, I'm not. I'm not really sure what was happening there, but uh, but during that scene, when you know, as you called it, Rob, the Oprah scene, where he's granting Porsches <laughs> to, um, 
it seemed like he was choosing. I mean, yeah, 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 I see what you're saying. Thing. Speaking of the wishes, there's that little tiny weird throwaway scene, like the world is going all to hell. And then there's some woman who's like, everybody, you got to get out of here. Like, the world's going bad. And the guy's like, what about my car, my cows? There was yeah, this man that I said I wanted a farm, not here. And I'm like, what is, I'm like, what is the hell, what is the hell going on right now? <laughs> I, I actually, I thought that that was pretty funny. Um, I, so I, I guess, you know, we should, we should mention the, like the monkey's Paul aspect. Like we, we talked about it already, but they said monkey's Paul so much in this movie. Oh yeah. Yep. Did, are, are they paying royalties to somebody? Like who owns the, those rights? <laughs> Yeah, they, I mean, they they didn't have any better way to describe it. I mean, they did, they explicitly explained what was going on, and then they had Chris Pine go, oh, the monkey's paw. And it's oh, like, riddle. sure. <laughs> so, but uh, anyway, the, the reason I bring that up is like, I, I like to believe that what that old man sacrificed is nothing that he already had. It's just where he wanted the farm is what he sacrificed. Like, he, he asked <laughs> okay. for a farm. He wanted it somewhere else, and what he sacrificed was having it where he wanted it, and now it's right here. <laughs> Now he's just got cows. Now he's just got cows. Yeah, and like that's that's the only thing that happened to him, and he doesn't have to renounce his wish. Everyone else does, but he doesn't. He just keeps cows. I I do have to say Good I did not him. like that it is so simple to renounce your wish that you just have oh, to actually, say I renounce my wish. <laughs> so yes, I agree with you that there. I, I wish there was more ceremony involved, but they do set up through the books or whatever. That people have like never been able to renounce their wish ever because they're just too greedy or something. Um, so the whole world did something that nobody ever was able to throughout the several civilizations that were destroyed by this crystal because of the lasso of truth, I guess. Wait a second. I just realized something. We were talking about Monkey's Paw. I was like, oh, you mean like that movie that Brendan Fraser was in, which was actually Monkey's Bone, but <laughs> but we get a side note here of, isn't this the plot to Bedazzle just with Wonder Woman in it? Are you making I mean, Bedazzle? You're making a Bedazzle? Is, is, are you making that reference? I, I guess. I've never seen the movie, but I'm assuming. Isn't it like, <laughs> like the devil gives him anything he wants or something? Yeah. With Elizabeth Hurley. As a test wish, he wishes for a Big Mac and a large Coke. Oh my god, yeah. Um, and are they cold? Is that the, the trade-off? <laughs> or the burger's cold, the soda's warm? I don't know, I've never seen that movie. So, um, it says that he places, um, the devil takes him to McDonald's, he places the order, and then he has to pay for it because there isn't no such thing as a free lunch. Oh my gosh, this, this movie stole Brendan Fraser's future career. <laughs> I mean, it didn't instill, like, every genie thing, though. Like, yeah, be careful yeah, what you right. wish for. Yep. I, I really, like, at some point I thought that we were going to get to the end and somebody was just going to have to wish for Max Lord to be set free. This was straight up. By getting his neck broken. Set free to the afterlife, sure. Yeah. Um, Still but I, wrong. I, definitely every every kind of genie story that has existed was was referenced here, I mean, in some way. So I don't... I don't know that any of this really got to feel original, except for the fact that everybody got to make a wish. That was the shit that I was like, this is like the one little spin they're adding to this. Everybody gets to wish. So wait, so wait, what would be our wishes then? Um, Well, I think that most of you guys would have wished you weren't watching the movie. No, I got Uh, a better one. Okay. I want to wish that I could write the sequel tro- rewrite the sequel trilogy to the Star Wars, and I already know my punishment. 
I'd have to deal with the fans of Star Wars afterwards. So, huh. I don't. I don't know that you get to pick your punishment. No, no, no. That I don't get to pick. I just know that that's what it will be. My last fan. I don't know that I would wish for anything. A Porsche. There's got to be something to want. Uh, Yeah, it's a Porsche. (laughs) Yeah, just just get a Porsche. I, I, I mean, what do I want to be? Oh my God, Rob, your HIV connection. What's with these AIDS and Porsches? Oh my god. Yeah, I I uh, I definitely have to say on the wish topic, I I found it very interesting. I I guess in the sense that I did, I wasn't expecting it that when Pedro Pascal gets the wish stone, he's like, "I wish I was the wish stone." And I was like, "Is he about, is he about to turn into a rock? Like is that what's going to happen?" <laughs> but then at least it was I thought that was interesting where he wasn't just like, "I wish like I had a bunch of oil or something like that." He, he like he actually I, took it a step further. I wish for a well, thousand wishes. Well, here's the thing I thought would have been interesting is if they implemented – I mean I know this would have been kind of going back to the well of the previous movie. But if they would have implemented like the the, the, the god that the, – the trickster god or the, the god of lies that, that was that, – that this thing drew power from, that that, that was introduced maybe. Yeah, I would something. have loved to have, to have seen that. But I, aren't the gods like dead or something? I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> I mean I guess until they need something for one of these movies. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I kind of also, because like I think in one in the first Wonder Woman they introduced like the God of Rage or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Ares. I mean that movie was was a I think a rousing success. They should have just given us that same ending <laughs> instead of fighting Max Lord. She fights the God of Deception or something, or he is, or he becomes the God of Deception or something, or, or something. since. I, I thought it would be funnier if he but then again it's it's really in Loki territory then if he's like a non involved god he's like oh this is out of my hands now oh, this is too much for me see you. <laughs> <laughs> wipes his hands of the situation and walks off um so I, I are you guys familiar with the the Greek god of deception because I'm not um like I I know like Zeus and Aphrodite and all those like the the standard pantheon of gods, but I don't, I don't, I don't know what. if it was the Greek God of deception though. She just said a God. That's true. I assumed Greek because I, I kind of thought that DC stuck with the Greek gods, but maybe no, they, they have the other gods float around every now and then. <laughs> but they have, do they have the Norse gods? Do they have Odin? I don't think they do. Yeah. Marvel owns that one. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I think they're mentioned, but they're not like big involved in the okay. stuff. I, I definitely don't know anything about the these gods. I also don't I think another thing that could have been cut out of this movie is where like Wonder Woman is like, you know, oh man, this this ring that was around the stone before it got turned to dust, like it has the language of the gods on it. We need to find out which god. And by the time when they actually find, figure out which god it is, everything's already going wrong. So what the hell does it matter at that point? They just need to learn the information about the renouncing and stuff. Like, they spend that time where it's like, oh, no, it's this god. This is bad. So we need to stop it. You already know you need to stop it. You've been trying to stop it. I'd have to rewatch it to comment on that. I don't I don't remember what their tact was at that point. Because I, I, don't, I don't feel like they had decided necessarily that they needed to undo what had been done. I think they just wanted to take it out of his hands. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe you're right. 
it was it was I think there was like I said been saying there's a lot in this movie that is just like okay I guess I guess we're doing that you know like uh I think it really you know turned up when uh we we get to like the the guy wishes that he gets his land back and the giant wall pops up and I'm like oh wow you know they're doing things more than just like getting a cup of coffee and stuff like that yeah um that was that was interesting um like the way that he phrased his wish, he's like, "I want all these heathens out of my land." Yes, <laughs> and uh, and then he and then he makes the wall pop up. Um, I did enjoy that there were like cars on top of the wall. Yeah, like, like it literally grew just out of the ground, popped up. Yeah, um, but then later when it when it explodes, actually, you know that's that's another thing is like when the wishes were being renounced, like there were nukes that were flying through the air that just got destroyed. Yep, like that's not good. <laughs> it's not good for a, nu- a nuke to explode in the atmosphere. No, um, no, no. That's how you get an AMP. So I don't know. Like I, I, like I said, I don't have a full grasp on on what the consequences were after the wish had been renounced. Which, which comes back to why I think that Max Lord maybe could have died from organ failure shortly thereafter. Sure. Because it's not as if the nuke stopped existing as if it had never existed. It crumbled into pieces. Yep. And so did the wall. The wall exploded into dust. And then, like, people had to breathe that in and stuff. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> so there is a Greek god and goddess. There's one that's the god of um, deception, and the other one is a counterpart to him, which is of deceit. The personification of deceit. So okay. You got those two, but, I mean, they're, yeah. they're just trickster gods, so they're right in the same realm as Loki and other ones of the same vein, um, Anansi, stuff like that. Why, why is it that it's the deception god that is granting wishes? Like because he's ahead. deceiving them by by taking something from them without telling them. Sure, but why not just not give them what they wanted to begin with and take something from them? Because it's the lesson of you just can't take shortcuts. Ah, oh, but up and up Made the opening scene make sense. The whole fucking we've come full circle. Our movie has a theme. <laughs> it, it did, and it was heavy-handed. Um, but I wish they had listened to their own advice, because I feel like they took some shortcuts. Oh, yeah. In the movie. Oh, absolutely. Uh, my my fiancé, she was she watched it with me, and, and um, when it got to the Invisible Jet scene, we paused it and talked about it. And her comment was, it felt like somebody who doesn't understand Wonder Woman wrote the script. That's fair. I, I mean, can see that. <laughs> I think you got somebody who understands Wonder Woman by reading off a list of things Wonder Woman has, and then it's like, well, let's put that in the movie. Well, how are we going to do that? I don't know. Figure it out. Moving Dad on. Dad Goose, right? She's basically Zatara. Yeah. There's already magicians in the DC Universe. We don't there need is, Wonder Woman to also be a magician. Wonder Woman hasn't really used magic, to the best of my knowledge, in that sense. She has, like, powers and stuff, but not just like, oh, I'm just going to do magic for the fun of it. Right, that's not, like... I I know I've already went on this rant, but I have to say it again. Like she seems like a like a very powerful full scale magician. She made tech, like invisible technology. It's not like in the past where she was visible, even though the jet was invisible, which was stupid as fuck. Um, she she made a camouflage using magic. She is an incredibly powerful wizard. <laughs> You're a wizard, Diana. <laughs> would a wizard. would just making something invisible make it not detectable right by radar? I don't know a no. lot about radar. No, no? no. okay. So, <laughs> it, it, so there's also problems with like if you're inside of something. So she invisible, invented stealth. 
Yes. Is she yeah. were crashed in the desert in 1947. <laughs> I brought it back. Okay. If 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 you're inside of an object that's invisible, like an invisibility essentially means it's not interacting with light in the way that yeah. like it's not refract. So like I don't I don't think that you can see while you're in something that's invisible. Yeah, we we don't know for sure. <laughs> Unless it's, like, technologically invisible where you have a camera behind you that's displaying what's in front of you, et cetera, et cetera. But, like... So she had to invent cameras, too? She... I mean, she invented something. I mean, if, if she had... If her, if her invisibility works the way that... The same way that the, the lady from Infa, uh, Fantastic Fours does, she bends light around things so that they can't be seen or something like that. Like, that would make it so where you could not see. Um, so I don't know. Like, we, we don't have any fucking clue... Other than she's a very powerful wizard. And she never decides to never use magic again. Maybe they'll explain that in the next movie. Wait a second. Okay. Warner Brothers owns Harry Potter and also owns Wonder Woman. This takes place during the same time that the Harry Potter books are supposed to be taken. Oh my god, it's a crossover. Yeah. She's going to go teach at the school. <laughs> yep. Hogwarts. That's right. She's in the fourth book, I think. No, yes. Did anybody go back and watch the first movie anytime recently? Nope. No. no I okay, I've yeah, seen I that didn't movie either. once, and I'm like, oh. it was good. I don't want to ever touch it again because I feel it will ruin my opinion. What happened to her sword and shield that she had in the first movie? And in uh, Batman v Superman? And in Justice League? <laughs> uh, she just had her lasso, which apparently is super more useful in this movie than in any other movie ever. Yeah, so, like, so that that's a... Zanger, you bring up a good point with the lasso. Like, at some point, she loops two people in it and then separates yeah. into two different loops. Like, what the fuck was that? I, I thought I missaw something, but thank you for pointing that out because that would involve me going back and rewatching something in this movie, which I <laughs> refuse to do on the grounds of no. <laughs> well, and then that, that kind of ties into what Rob said earlier about the physics just not looking good. Like, her swinging around and stuff, like she, it looked like she was floating most of the time. I'm just irritated that Spider-Man didn't drop in and be like, hey, stop ripping me off. Yeah, for sure. And then Spider-Man can learn how to, to whip at some lightning or something. The one exactly. that stood out to me was, I think, in the um, the the caravan scene, there's some shot where like Wonder Woman gets out of the, the car that they're, that Steve uh, or Chris Pine is driving, and she like runs directly forward towards the camera and the theme plays, and it looks horrendous. Oh, yes, that was terrible. Every was, time I mean, she's was... running, it just looks like she's on a well, treadmill that you just can't see. Yes. I mean, even when she's flying, it looks that bad. That she's on a treadmill, once again, that you can't see. <laughs> yes. And, and Does she... she have an invisible treadmill? Is that what she's just running on the whole time? That would make sense. That's. I mean, it fits with the canon that they've created. She can just make things invisible. Zach, about your point with the sword and shield and this not even seeming to connect to anything else in the DCEU, we've, this isn't the first time they've done this. Remember, didn't we talk about the how in, like, what, what is it, Justice League, when, like, Aquaman has to talk to Batman, he, like, creates that bubble so they can speak underwater, and then Aquaman, oh, it yeah. never happens again? Yeah, I remember that. So yeah, okay. they so just don't so care. They don't care. Okay. Kind of like how, uh, what's his name? Jared Leto is the Joker, and then all of a sudden he becomes Joaquin Phoenix. Yes. <laughs> those are, I, thought, I guess they, oh, wait. Those, are, those have to be different Jokers. Like, yeah, they, they, they are. They have to be. Drastically different ages. Yeah. Or, or Joaquin Phoenix is like the original Joker that all the other Jokers took inspiration from because Bruce Wayne's like 10. So that means he's beating up an old man in the future. 
Or as if they don't care. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I kind of like the fact that like, the same studio that made Joker a year ago is the same studio that makes this. Like, we go from, like, like dark, gritty, Death Wish Joker to, like, comical, cartoony Wonder Woman. Like, this is, like, tonal whip. Like, say what you want about Marvel. At least tonally, they are very, very consistent. Like, they're all the same, but at least you don't get whiplash from watching those movies. I, I will agree with you 100% on that, Zach. Like, that's the thing with this. I'm like, I, I, I like DC. Is this movie good? It's, it's, it's whatever. It's fine. It's fine. I, I made it through it. Am I going to go watch it again? Probably not. No. Is it no? Is it like anything of substance? I'm just glad DC at least learned its lesson of like not trying to shove another seat like five sequels or five like other things into this movie. So at least there's that. But I mean, in the end, it's like a it, it basically I enjoyed the movie from the time I watched it in all three of its in, in all three of the times I had to sit down <laughs> to continue watching it but after it was done i was like okay that's over with let me go talk about it and then it will float out of my memory forever <laughs> even the on that the tonality zach even the the first wonder woman i know it had its its lightheartedness all that fish out of water stuff that had some darker and, and more serious aspects this was just goofy the whole way oh, yeah. through it was crazy yeah, that was the 80s well even like even the very beginning kind of like it kind of like what Ben was saying, the whole like obstacle course thing beginning. I love they have like this little girl like do all these things. She can outperform like women twice her age, and yet what defeats her is a tree branch. <laughs> it's like it's like are you Whack. for real? Yeah, it's like are you for real? And then like we get to like the mall heist scene, and it's like a nobody robs a shopping mall because it'd be nearly impossible to get out, which I find get like comical. And I'm pretty sure that's the same mall from Commando with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay. I'm almost certain. I want proof. I want indisputable proof, which probably exists. Well, that's the thing is that like I'm not sure if it's supposed to be like the 80s setting because obviously Commando what came out in 1980. Five, I think. Um, maybe that just that's just making my brain like blend the two together. But I love the fact that how like one of the goons basically like his escape plan is to pick a little girl up and do like a Michael Jackson with her, like over like over the yes. railing. <laughs> and, and and all the goons are like, Don't do it, man, don't do it. Yeah, while it's he's like, saying haven't... I can't go back to jail. And it's like, yeah, because killing a child will certainly prevent that from happening. <laughs> but I like how his plan is not to hold her hostage, it's to dangle her over a railing. I like how that is apparently like the oh man, I'm gonna get out of here alive plan. Like, like I want to see a dog day afternoon type movie with that guy and the little girl being hold over the railing, where that's like his escape plan. It's like, don't come any closer. I'll drop her. And I love how also how that entire plan gets bossed is because the goon drops his gun. The woman's like, gun. Yeah. Like I'm just like, uh, and like Wonder Woman actually like almost as bad as Linda Carter winking into the camera. Wonder Woman looks directly into the camera and goes, "I hate guns." Yeah. So I'm like. It's like, okay, like, I, clearly we have, uh, it's not even subtext at this point. Like, it's like, the movie's literally taking a two-by-four and hitting you across the head with it. It's like, are we not going to talk about how in the previous movie, how, like, guns were the main thing, like, Chris Pine and all of her other friends, like, used to, like, win the battle? It's like, it's, this movie is so bonkers at times. Or, like, I honestly think maybe one day Patty Jenkins just got, like, drunk after hearing she was going to direct a Star Wars movie. And she just sat in the editing bay. She's like, I'm going to make a Wonder Woman movie. And just started, like, rubbing all the footage together. And started, like, 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 melding together in the editing bay. It's like, I don't know. Like, nothing about this movie makes sense. 
I love how did you say rubbing all the footage together? Yes, yes. Okay. As if as if they use actual film like celluloid anymore. Like that's I like to imagine. Like oh my god, like they have to like pull the part, like eh, like pull the plastic apart. You hear it like part of the film snapped or something. Just just make it work. But but this shot, she looks like a three D effect, like leaping off the screen. It doesn't matter. Just put it together. No one's gonna see. No one's gonna care. No one's gonna know. No one's gonna know. Patty, where's Patty? Oh, she's too busy taking her pants off in the back of her Tesla for Disney. <laughs> <laughs> that okay? I, I know that that we've said some iffy stuff earlier. That is the direct reference to her Rogue Squadron thing, where she just randomly rollerblades up to her Tesla, changes her pants outfits, off. <laughs> and then goes to a very obviously put like digitally AR, put their AR, X-wing. AR X-wing. Yes, yes. It's kind of like the same technology that they use for like James Cameron's Avatar toys. They gave you a little plastic platform and you filmed it with like your late two thousand smartphone and it created a very janky like CGI model that like interacted with you. It's that. Rob, did you ever see that video with Patty Jenkins, the Rogue I, Squadron announcement? No, I don't think so. I know I've heard we about it. We have described it. it perfectly to you. There's no reason <laughs> to is. watch it now. <laughs> no, but like, even though Zanger, you like described it perfectly. Like, I can't argue with that. Like, it is like for an announcement video for like a project that will probably cost like a quarter of a billion dollars. It is embarrassing. Like, it's genuinely embarrassing to the point where I think, Rob, if you watched it, you'd be like, what is going on? Like, like, like this is the weirdest Tesla, like, and I've ever seen. <laughs> it's awkward. And the whole time, like, the music is, like, really dramatic. And she's talking about, like, her dead father, like, who was, like, like, a fighter pilot. And the whole time, you're like, what is this about? Like, how is this Star Wars related? Where are we going? Why is this happening? Help. Why um, is this woman uh, taking her pants off for a multi-billion dollar multinational corporation? And, like, it all makes sense. Also, I, I do want to point this out. Um, Zach, Zach did touch on something. I enjoyed the music a lot. Like... I don't know why. I just really enjoyed it, and I'm just going to throw that out there. And now I'm going to get ripped apart by everyone. So, who did the soundtrack for this? Like, who like composed the score? Hans Zimmer. Really? That's what it's credited as. But when I heard it, I was like, "This seems like he gave it to one of his interns or something." Yeah, I did not exactly. care for the music singer. Oh, I, I <laughs> mean, when I, when I say music, I just mean that one that that that. <laughs> well, that's well, that's her theme from uh, Batman v Superman. Like they it throw is? that. Yeah, that's like that's like the weird like Italian discotheque music that they have. Like, yeah. If you go back to Batman v Superman, you have the moment where they're fighting Doomsday. Batman is going to die. And then like Doomsday, like, I don't know. I forget what Doomsday's powers are. He's just like an energy beam like out of his ass or something. <laughs> and it's about to hit Batman. And then like he's like saved. And you see her with the sword and shield. And you hear the I, I can hope only Rob can insert the clip here. It's like it's like no 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 like it just blares over the entire soundtrack. And they do it in Wonder Woman 2017. They do it in that too when she's like in No Man's Land. Okay, there's a lot of sequels coming up then. <laughs> yes. No, no wait, wait. No, it's not in the uh, No Man's Land. It's like she's like in the town square and she's like doing it. And then, like, they do it for literally, like, 13 seconds during the fight with Kristen Wiig in a cheetah costume. And, like, it, and they've really, like, mixed it. Like, they did a remix to it, so you can barely, like, notice it unless, like, you've thought about it a lot, which I have for some bizarre reason. And it's there, but, like, they just, they, they want everyone to forget about that. I okay. that was her theme. That I was her theme from like Batman vs. Man. I like her theme music. There you go. It's really obnoxious. Like I kind of like it because it's just how like over the top it is. Like is it, is it horrible? Yes, but it's Star funny. Wars, 
I mean, Knights of Vader episode with that music now. <laughs> can, can it be my entrance music? The Wonder Woman or intro? Yeah, the wa na na Just please. Rob, can Inspiriority Complex do a re... Can, can, can Inspiriority Complex please do a remix of that for, for Zenger? Only if it's uh, without instruments, just mouth noises. <laughs> <laughs> I want it acapella. It's the only way. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I only the only musical score, or I guess not even score, cue that I liked in this was at the very end, the Hallmark ending music. I kind of like that, but like I kind of don't know why either. It's kind of more inexplicable. It's kind of like eating like a rotten hamburger. You know, like I guess the onions were fine. It's like they tasted <laughs> like onions. Happy holidays. Yeah. See you around. Score than that was, I would say, forgettable. Yeah, I have a bad opinion on something. Yeah, I mean, I think that kind of puts it up. This whole movie is kind of forgettable, Zach. Like Zanger, like you were saying, it's going to float out of your head after this. <laughs> not, not after I watched it. After I was forced to discuss it, it yes. will immediately be something that will go to the back burner of my mind until I watch the Snyder Cut and they somehow have <gasps> references to this. What? When is? Whoa, whoa, whoa. When is that happening again? Not soon enough. Oh, my God. That's Rob, when are you doing an episode on the Snyder Cut? Oh, my God. Isn't it going to be, like, 18 hours long? Like, it's going to be, like, Twin Peaks, the return level? It's going to be, like, <laughs> Watchmen, the ultimate cut level. It'll never end. Oh, God. I don't know. I don't know. That'll I mean... be for ben, ben Affleck's birthday. For Ben Affleck's birthday. Okay, that's, that's, that makes some sense. At least, uh, at least there's a reason to do it. <laughs> Oh, Ben Affleck's birthday. Yeah, is that? That is still oh. happening? The Snyder Cut on HBO Max? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, oh, no, they're, yeah they're pouring Mark, I feel like the Snyder Cut's getting the cyberpunk treatment, and uh, I've been hearing about it for a long time, but I, I assumed it was already out. <laughs> and it turns out it's not. <laughs> March. March of this year. Oh, God. Oh, no way. Yeah, no we'll way see. it makes that. No way. No way that's coming out in, like, two, like two three months. Why does it say the runtime is is 60 minutes? We can only hope the runtime <laughs> is 60 minutes. <laughs> what? Is, is it just him adding scenes? I think it's him re-editing it and adding more scenes. Because isn't, like, everybody supposed to be in this? Yeah. It's just to be oh his version with, like, Dark Side. No, 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 I figured it out. I figured it out. Zack Snyder's Justice League is scheduled to be released in March 2021 on HBO Max. It will be in like six released in four-part miniseries. God dang it. So it, it's going to be a four-hour movie. Yes. I hate everything that's involved in this now. <laughs> that's what I've been saying. <laughs> that's what Rob's been saying since the first episode of this podcast where we talked about Batman v Superman. <laughs> Rob doesn't realize yet. We have to talk about all the DC stuff that involves Wonder Woman because it's literally the inaugural episode of the podcast. So, so wait a second. Okay, just asking. Just, just throwing it out there so it can be on record and recorded. Are the other ones already edited? Because what's he gonna do? What's he? What, what is he gonna do when he sits there? People don't like something. He's gonna go re-edit the next thing so he can fix it. See, this is a weird thing because he has true. the perfect opportunity to fix everything people complained about. So if he makes a bad movie again, 
Zack Snyder shouldn't make movies anymore. And I like Zack Snyder's movies. I agree. Movies. I agree. Zack <laughs> Hack Snyder should not be allowed to make movies anymore. He produced this. His name's in the credits. Mm-hmm. Oh, he, he's just contractually obligated by DC to do that now. I don't think so, man. He got, after getting kind of thrown out of the fold like a couple of years ago, he's now back in it with, with, with the Justice League, his cut. Well, it's the same reason my name's on every episode of Knights of Vader. For legal reasons, <laughs> if they want to pursue me, they have an out for it now. Zenger's so my legal scapegoat. Zenger's my legal scapegoat. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Oh, God. So, like, okay, where, where do they go with this when they make the inevitable Window Woman 3? 1986? Well, it, would, it would have to be after Justice League and stuff, right? How, how could they jam another it, story between the two? What do you mean? They went from, like, 1917 to, like, 1984. They could easily have, like, Viet, like, like Vietnam Wonder Woman. I mean, but, well, like, is that what we want? We want to see more historical superhero stuff? Wait, do we want to see I don't see want to see her, any um, of this. <laughs> wait, where, where, where's the new season of, um, of Stranger Things taking place? Because they're just going to follow whatever that's doing. 90s? What would 90s be? Bosnia? Sure, why not? I just find it hard to believe (laughs) that. Rwanda? Wonder Woman Rwanda? Yes. Perfect. I don't know. I think the third one should be um, like Wonder Woman Philadelphia, and it follows her AIDS endeavor. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you were going almost to Philadelphia. She she has to fight Tom Hanks. (laughs) Yes. Denzel Washington can only represent one of them. <laughs> and then she breaks his neck. There, I get my ending. Rob, that would be the most... Per- I, I, I won on record. Rob was probably the first person that connected this to the 80s <laughs> AIDS crisis. Because there will be articles in the coming weeks, months, years, connecting those. And Rob was the first person to do so. He was so. on the cutting edge floor of this of this endeavor, and no one he will never get the credit for it. You gotta exactly. think about AIDS, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, we, we've tied uh, what DC Universe to nine eleven, and we're tying it to AIDS. Well, I, I mean, from, from what we said earlier, it will obviously be sexist podcast goes after the goes after this movie for being the cornerstone of like the AIDS epidemic and everything. I'll be like, oh, yay, we got sexist. <laughs> well, actually, it's not the worst thing. This is not the most sexist thing we've ever talked about, Sanger, because there also that... was the che- there was the Cheetah Girls episode, which Rob uses the C word, Cheetah, <laughs> ha, 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 more times than we can possibly count. Oh, that was my that was going to be my other joke that you reminded me of, Zach. Kristen Wiig wishes to be a cheetah girl, and that wish goes horribly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rob, are you telling me we're actually bookending this series in December perfectly? It began with cheetahs and ending with, with cheetah. cheetahs. Yep. <laughs> cheetah girls, no, say, oh god, how's that song go? Cheetah girls, and therefore, know. okay, Rob, can we have the final like like when this episode ends? Can we have the Cheetah Girls song at the very end of the movie be the reverse? That mixed with the Wonder Woman uh, yes. theme. <laughs> yes. Okay, got that out of the way. <laughs> oh God, is there, is there anything more to talk about this very forgettable movie about? Yeah, I think that was everything else I had. What about you, Ben? Ben and Zenger? Anything else you wanted to touch on? No, I don't. I don't think I had anything else. This is one of those instances where our discussion is shorter than the movie because the movie's too <laughs> long. <laughs> I guess. I guess I have one final question. This is maybe because Zanger, you never saw Tenet, right? No, God, no. Okay, I, so Ben and Rob can answer this. Which movie is more apathetic, Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four, or Tenet? 
Oh, wait, wait, wait. I can answer this. I've never seen the movie. Wonder Woman, because it actually has a female character in it. Take that, Christopher Nolan. I, I don't know. More apathetic? Which movie cares? Like, does not care at all. Like, I know Rob uh, and I joked in our tenant discussion that, like, this is Christopher Nolan when he just doesn't care. And he's just doing whatever he wants, regardless of whether it makes sense or not. And I feel Wonder Woman, both Warner Brothers films, is surprisingly in that same, like, corner. I think I'd have to go – I think I'd have to go with Tenet is more apathetic I, from what we said yeah. about the whole – Christopher Nolan just wants to do what he wants to do. doesn't care what anybody thinks. He's going to make the whole movie sound like a train is right next to your ear. This at least it seemed like, you know I, – I guess that's what I was thinking before with the whole, you know, think when I was saying like the Chris Pine stuff should be cut. It seemed like they tried to jam so much in here because it was just like what – what can work, like the shotgun approach. So I definitely think there was some level of, of care put into this, but it didn't come across well, and it was probably from the wrong place. All right, Ben, what do you think? I, I, I would have to say that, that Tenet is more apathetic. Wonder Woman at least tried to hide the fact that they couldn't pull off certain things, uh, You know, at least in terms of that, that opening scene. There, there was definitely some care given to this movie. Uh, whether it was good or not, I, I'm not going to say... Uh, maybe it was the wrong type of people caring about things, uh, but I think they cared. Fair enough. All right, so I have to ask because this is technically the last episode of to- for well, our last episode of 2020 on Cinemati. Yep. Is this like the? I'm trying to think, Rob. How many movies did you see this year in theaters? Is it just Tenant? Uh, so it was Tenant, and in January I saw the new Guy Ritchie movie, The Gentleman. Okay, so you saw okay two movies this year. Yes, Zenger, yeah, Zenger. It. How many movies did you see this year in theaters? I think I only saw um, Sonic. Sonic was the only movie you saw this year? In theaters, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to look up other movies that came out because I think it was only um, Sonic. So I'm good. Ben, how many movies did you see this year? I've, I've actually seen a lot of movies in theaters. I try to go to the movies at least once a week um, since they reopened. So I've seen Unhinged, Honest Thief, Empty Man... Oh my god! Uh, Half Brothers. Uh, I watched Sonic in theaters, and they did it as a comeback classic because they didn't have other movies to show. I know, I know, there's been more, but those are, that's what's coming to mind. The only movies I saw this year. This is actually because Rob knows. Oh, and Tenant. As Rob knows, I had my ticket stub diary, and this is the worst year ever because a I don't have any physical tickets, and b because this year's a nightmare. I saw. I would have seen Wonder Woman, but that didn't happen. Freaky Friday the Thirteenth. Tenant, Uncut Gems, The Rise of Skywalker, and possibly the greatest omen foreshadowing all of this, Cats. Guys <laughs> <laughs> should have known, when I sat in a theater on January 1st at 10.30 in the morning to see Cats, I should have known it was going to be all downhill from there. <laughs> um, also, I'm going to point this out real quick. Um I know this was mentioned on Zingness, but it, I don't think I've told you this yet, Zach. Um, we no longer have a theater in my town or city or whatever the heck I live in. What? what? Yeah, they closed our, our Regal shut down. Well, yeah, because every Regal is shut down. Right no, now. like it shut down. Like, oh, yeah, oh, like they're closing it. Closed it permanently. Oh. So in this town that has a, like borderline whatever the next step up is in um ncaa football program like how many what is the population of harrisonburg 
I love that there's going to be this dead silence here, me looking up the population of the town I live I mean, city, whatever <laughs> thing I live in. Size of Zanger's family plus 20. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with a population Which of actually might be a lot. 54,000 people. We have no theater at all now. That is mm-hmm. not... The closest theater is uh, 30 minutes away. So please... Closer than mine. Si- sign a petition... To get us an Alamo and make Ellie happy. That's her wish. My closest movie theater now is 45 minutes away. I have to drive to goddamn Kingston or Danbury just to get to a closed movie theater. Yes, let's let's all sit here and name local towns. Like, I had to drive to Staunton earlier today. Or Stanton, depending on how you pronounce it. To pick up my helmets. (laughs) Oh my god. I live in in a pretty big city in in Ohio. Uh, Called Columbus. We oh, hey, my, my older brother lives there. Um, it's all right. <laughs> the, the people suck, but everything else. <laughs> What's well, Ohio? So, well, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, so I didn't oh, have to Rob. go to anywhere. To go. I, I like drive down the street to go to the movies. Must be nice. It is. All right, Rob, are we going to do our questions? Yeah, I think uh, I think there's nothing else about uh, Wonder Woman. Then uh, we can get to it. And so, of course, we have to start with our cinemodities in late night. And I think this is easy for me. Uh, since I was pretty neutral on it, I'd say neutral to negative, maybe, maybe like a four or five out of ten. Uh, for cinemodities, I would go no. There's part of me I was tempted to say yes for some of the craziness in here, but it, it just comes out to be another superhero movie. I think, um, you know, the one that like Zanger said, we'll just forget about. Um, and late night, no, absolutely not. I think we've all been saying we don't want to see this ever again, and I, I would not want to watch it with someone even if they had never seen it. Like, this is something if, if someone came over and they're like, oh, you got HBO Max? I want to check out that Wonder Woman. I'd be like, well, okay, here you go. I'll put it on. I'll be upstairs for the next two and a half hours. I don't know. I'll probably clean, <laughs> take a shower, you know, maybe oh, just sit oh, there. Actually, Ellie, <laughs> Ellie, come in here. Uh-oh. Would you watch Wonder Woman 1984? You got to yell so they can hear you. Well, duh. Are you? You think you're going to enjoy it? Because I refuse to watch it again. Of course. Why? Wait. Of course I won't watch it again, or of course you'll enjoy it. Of course I'll watch it and enjoy it. Okay. Because it's my girl. Gal Gadot. Yes. They. They. they they're questioning the actress that. They <laughs> I thought this girl was what's her name from the Star Wars thing. There's a lot of girls that are my girls. There you go. All right, Rob. Congratulations. You have gotten Ellie on. <laughs> nice, this, nice. This, where Zach has tried for how long to get Ellie to at least Ye- years, years. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, so I'm going no to both. Uh, Zach, what do you think about cinematics in late night? Oh no, uh, no, this is not a cinematic. Um, outside of Rob's thing about connecting this to the AIDS crisis, that that is profound and brilliant. <laughs> um, th- that that is profound. The first superhero movie about AIDS. I'll take it. Um, uh, late night, no. Oh, good Lord, no. Like, I, 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 I was watching this at, like, 8 o'clock in the morning and almost fell I, I did fall asleep, like, three or four times. <laughs> so, uh, no. No across the board for me. Okay. Ben, what do you think? I, I think the average person who's not super discerning will like it fine. Uh, so, there, there, there you go. Ellie just said she'd love it. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. So, uh, I mean, in terms of, like, what I recommend to other people, I, I, would, I would go so far as to, to tell them, like, I didn't hate it and you might like it. Is it odd? How bad Don't the physics are is pretty odd. I mean, considering when this movie was made, I, f- I feel like we were better at stuff like that by now. But um, no, outside of that, no, I don't, I don't think it's odd. I think that's really all I have to say about that. Okay, okay. 
And Zanger, what do you think? Cinemodities and, and late-night movie? Um, I think late-night movie... I'm going to disagree and say this is a great late night movie. If you're having trouble sleeping, just turn this on. <laughs> no, Lord of the Rings already fills that spot. <laughs> oh, no, I'm too interested in that. All that lore and stuff. Oh, man, it's the most exciting thing I can possibly think of. Um, <laughs> I, I here, Here's the thing. I keep on going, well, you know what? If I wasn't thinking about, like, the logic or anything, this movie would be fine. But I always hate using it because it's like, well, it's a great turn-your-brain-off movie. And I hate saying that about movies because... I'd like to think that movies give us something to think about when we're watching them, and this just gives us too much to think about. And then, like, why is this happening? What's going on? Where am I? What's what's happening? So, yes, late night if you want to go to sleep, if you're Zach. And for everyone else, just, I guess, watch it once to say that you did. Because that's how I think the movie was. Sh- but, like, that's the thing, though, is that, like, life's too short for that. Like, if you're going to watch one Wonder Woman just watch the first one or watch Batman v Superman and just laugh at how stupid that movie is. Is this stupider? No. Oh, God, no. Oh, no. Batman v Superman is schlock. This is just dumb at times. Like, don't get me wrong. I love Kristen Wiig in the cheetah costume, but there is not enough of that. Like, we need, like, like Henry Cavill getting into a bathtub with Amy Adams. (laughs) Like, all we get in this is just, like, a really horny Wonder Woman and Chris Pine. And it should be said, like, if you go back and look at that first Wonder Woman, like, they are, like, she is really horny for him. Like, that's one thing we don't get a lot in superhero movies, horny female characters. And she's got, like, the hots for him bad, more so than he does for her. That is my two cents. <laughs> Moving on. Zinger, what about a cinemodity? Um, what do you think for this movie? I, I guess it will be when DC resets their continuity for the 15th million time later. <laughs> It will be this, hey, remember when they were trying to do this? Yeah. Oh, geez. Okay. Well, I guess that brings us to snacks then. This is not a very food-heavy movie. The The main thing that I thought of, and uh, I know Ben and Zach will chime in on this, hopefully in the affirmative. No, we, we already said what the food for this movie is. What okay. did we all eat? <laughs> oh, Chinese, Chinese food. food. Chinese food comes up a lot. <laughs> It is actually like Chinese food, Rob. You eat it and you're hungry 15 minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, that this this movie has has uh, has made me think that the Cinemodities restaurant needs some nuclear warheads. Like we need to stockpile <laughs> some nukes. You know, we got to be able to to get in on the uh, the nuclear war when it finally comes down to it. <laughs> I think um, we need the stone that, like, you can sit there, like, like you can, like, I don't know, like, digest it into your body like Pedro Pascal. <laughs> I think that, that could be another version of the word processor of the gods. So, uh, I mean, I, I was thinking rock candy, but that's basically the same thing. Digestible stuff. I, w- I was going to say rock candy, too. Um, no, I think you should have leftover Chinese food for this. Like, you go buy not Chinese even fresh food, Chinese it's food. Not, no, it's not even fresh. It's leftover Chinese food. Ooh, you I like leftover. that. Chinese food. And you just get whatever leftover Chinese food we have. You don't actually get to order. Yeah, exactly. You just, you just order <laughs> leftover Chinese food and you get whatever we bring you. You kind of pick That's... at it. You're like, oh man, someone ate all the shrimp out of this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's perfect. Um, can we, can we think... put cheat on the menu? Ooh. Why not? Mon- monkey paws. Like, we need parts of a monkey that you I said we're eating Chinese food. Hey, <laughs> okay. I like, yeah, I like that. Maybe like so, there's some monkey paws and some like cheetah steaks type of thing. Yes, yes. 
So then I also have a uh, like a, an attraction or, or an amusement ride type okay. thing. That we Ooh, have. okay. Uh, it, it's going to be the it's inspired by the lightning whip thing. And what we do is we get some VR headsets and some big fans, and we let uh, we let people put on VR headsets and and like you know see themselves throwing the, the whip and catching on the lightning, and then we just shock the shit out of them. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. I, I actually got a ride too. It's you're actually flying a plane through um, fireworks, and you you crash. <laughs> So it's a Harrison Ford experience? <laughs> yes. I don't think you need the fireworks then. <laughs> uh, can you fly a plane through fireworks? Like, wouldn't that just be basically be like, what? Like, could that, like, like what would that happen? Just like have have a really no dirty clue. plane. I don't think it would do anything to your plane. That's it's what I think. It's like, it would basically be turbulence. Yeah. I, I mean, I just find it amazing that there was no sound to those fireworks, really. That's, that was from the Invisible Magic. <laughs> oh, okay. It, it sound, also, sound sound doesn't work in there either. Got it. Yeah. All the sound from outside is is not allowed in. Muted. Got it. And all all your sound from inside is probably not allowed out either. It's good magic. What a time to be alive with magic. <laughs> the only other one I had was uh, the combination of the actual like few foods we do get to hear about, which would be like a dish of of pop tarts, cheese on demand. Which ah. I do have to say, I do like it being. Cheese Whiz called Cheese on Demand, and coffee. Because there's that one scene where they, like, wake up in bed, and Chris Pine's, like, eating a Pop-Tart, and he's like, I've eaten a shitload of Pop-Tarts and drank a shitload of coffee. I love this place. I love this world. We should just have Wait, sex he's all day. It's in this room. Yeah. <laughs> like, so great about this fucking room. So wait a second. I should go into places and ask for Cheese on Demand when they're like, what are you talking about? Hold up a Cheese Whiz and be like, Cheese on Demand! Cheese on Demand. it everywhere. <laughs> it's like Video on Demand. It's Cheese on Demand, you know? Also, he had coffee back in the 19-whatevers. Yeah. That existed, right? Uh, <laughs> Not until 1930 when it was invented by Lord Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Right. That uh, is yeah, coffee the third manufactured <laughs> the trick in his basement. <laughs> oh jeez. Okay. Well, are there any other snacks from anybody? I feel like we need an eyewash station in the Cinemati's <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> that probably exists for like legal reasons. Many re- <laughs> <laughs> are, just bleach. There's like just straight bleach. <laughs> gold, golden finches, like birds that are gold. Primarily, we could serve those. Serve it in like an armor casing. <laughs> <laughs> that you can easily tear open. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. If you're a cat. So, aluminum foil. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Bold aluminum foil. Oh, God. Oh, this movie. This movie. Zach, are you happy that we you started this? We did Wonder Woman. I really wish I would have kind of like kept my powder dry and we did Promising Young Woman instead. At least I could have gotten like my rape like, series oh, yeah. in here a little bit. Uh, so, I, I do want to ask, why you... Why you uh, emphasize the O in, in woman? Woman! That, that's actually from our first episode yes. ever. Where uh, I, I did like a commentary for me watching Batman v Superman. And the only thing I liked about that movie was Wonder Woman. And I said it that way. And I'll have to put it in here because we haven't used it in so long. But there's a, I took a super cut of every time I said Wonder Woman in my commentary and put it together. So it's just like a minute of me going, Wonder Woman! Wonder Woman! And then, like, the sad part, Wonder Woman. <laughs> I don't know. I've always liked Wonder, Wonder Woman as the, as the character. I've never had anything against her. I've always like, liked her in the DC universe from the comics. 
Um, and then when I got excited about it, I called it Wonder Woman. <laughs> oh, that's right, Wonder Woman's in this. Wonder Woman has so much makeup on in this movie. She's Wonder Woman. She's a wonder. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Oh, Wonder Woman. Cause she's goddamn Wonder Woman. That's how. She's fucking Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Okay. And it's quite infectious because I remember, like, after we recorded that, like, what was it, Rob? February of like 2018. Yeah. I remember, like, going somewhere and seeing a bunch of, like, Wonder Woman stuff. And I'm like, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman? <laughs> and to, like, you have to, like, do different inflections on different parts of, like, I, the two words. It's like the I am Groot of the DC universe. You just say <laughs> Wonder Woman with different it's, inflections. It's, it's more like the I am Groot of the Cinematis restaurant. <laughs> okay. Um, so I, 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 was, I was thinking that you were. I don't know, doing something with the, like, Wemixen shit, and it was just, like, Woman was something I didn't know about. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure you guys are familiar to some degree of the of the new spelling of women that has an X in it instead of the word man. It's like W-O-M-X-N or something. Zach doesn't what? know what it is. Zach, you're, you're a bigot. Not you're not progressive. You're not woke. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it's woke. It's the woke word to spell woman because it doesn't have has it. How's it spelled? W-O-M-A-X? W-O-M-X-N. The best I can. Oh my god! How do you pronounce that? You like a seizure halfway through pronouncing it? That is an ancient Mayan god. I'm pretty sure, like Quetzalcoatl. (laughs) Wimshin. (laughs) Oh my god! Wimshin's better than Wamoxin or whatever. (laughs) Wamoxin. So yeah, I don't know. I I thought you were going there, but yeah, that's the the new woke way to to spell women. Uh, Wamoxin. And and like (laughs) Wamoxin. That's hilarious. Um, It's like. Also, Latinx, if you're familiar, like instead of Latina or Latino, it's just L-A-T-I-N-X. Yeah, I've seen that before. Yeah, that's been around. It's the, it's the exact same idea. It's supposed to be more inclusive or something because it's not gender specific. But somehow women is not gender specific. I, I don't know. I don't understand. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess then with all that out of the way, we get to close up this year with uh, with some fun stuff. So, of course... Before I go around, don't worry, Zang, you get to pitch stuff. Don't worry. Calm down. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you get to pitch your, your many helmets, opening a helmet store, it seems. <laughs> At the end of this year, of course, feel free to harass us. Tell us how not woke we are uh, for not enjoying Wonder Woman 1984 through email, cinemodities at gmail.com. Come check out the Cinemodities subreddit, r slash uh, cinemodities. We know Christmas is over by the time you're hearing this, but just in time for a belated gift or uh, for New Year's, you can gift somebody access to the Cinemodities Patreon account, uh, patreon.com slash Cinemodities, and get even more content where the thing that comes out on January 1st, Ben, is, is also woke because the embodiment of the city of Los Angeles rapes a man. <laughs> uh, yes, to Zenger and Zach, we actually watched something where that happens. <laughs> And uh, uh, also, as I mention every year, a little a little uh, promotion for some fun stuff that I like. At the end of every year, after Rob keeps track of every single song that he added to his library, he ranks his top 50 songs. It's available as a playlist on Spotify, and I'll put the link in the show notes so everybody can listen to what craziness Rob was listening to throughout the year and uh, enjoy it. Enjoy it. You have to enjoy it. I'm forcing you to. All right. Then, Zenger, our very special guest... Thank you for being here. Thank you for uh, at least, you know, finalizing your your moments with Wonder Woman 1984 before you forget about it. Uh, where can people find you when you are not buying helmets? 
I, you know what? I'm not even going to explain what that is a reference to because I guess you just got to check me out on the Knights of Vader podcast, the podcast I uh, co-host with 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 Zach, and apparently Rob's on there every now and then to discuss how robots can't die technically because they were never <laughs> living to begin with. Which, um, yeah. Also, I have no problem with dubstep. I know that this is a reference that only a few people will get. I have no problem with dubstep, but that was not the hill I was going to die on in that episode, so I'm just going to leave that there. You can also find me every week talking about nerdy topics. I don't know. We might have a Wonder Woman episode of our own on Zingness. I'm sure Ellie will love it. Um, I don't know what Eric will think, but I'm pretty sure his response will be the um, effects in it were god-awful and the story was everywhere, and I will be like, it was the best thing ever. So, yeah, check out Zing This for more um, on that, where we talk about nerdy topics. And um, we're very excited for the Snyder Cut because our co-host Eric has not seen the original, so we're going to have him watch the Snyder Cut without reference and see if he likes it. The ultimate test. (laughs) All right. Ben, when you are not watching Wonder Woman, I guess, (laughs) where can people find you? (laughs) Uh, You can find me at Electrum Comics on Instagram. Um, at Ben Q. Stanley on Instagram. Also, I'm still doing some art there. I mean, other than that, you can find me here. <laughs> I'm on Cinematics. <laughs> All right. And Zach, where can people find you? <laughs> you can find me wallowing in despair at the fact that I have to drive 45 minutes to a theater now to enjoy a film. <laughs> but, Robert, are we going to tell people what we're doing next month on Cinematics and what 2021 holds for holds that's, for Cinematics as well? That's what I was going to ask you next, Zach. Do you want to... Uh... Because I I only know that we're going to get to one of the most intriguing directors of all time in the month that Rob got to choose. <laughs> but yeah, Zach, do you want to give any do you want to give any insight into what uh, people can can check in and check out after after this this gnarly month of of Disney Channel original movies where they sing and dance and then this Wonder Woman cheetahs. movie? <laughs> there's dancing and there's cheetahs. That's what this month is going to be known for. <laughs> dancing December plus cheetahs. Um, no, next month we are doing the films that should have changed the world series. I know there's some gems in there that Rob's excited about that I'm excited about things I've wanted to discuss for a while on cinematics. And then in February, we, we divert into some Rob nonsense that no one's ever going to download because some of the films aren't even available. <laughs> and then we, de- then we start getting into the series. This entire podcast has been built around the 2000, the summer 2001 fort year. Yes, the thesis of which is, what were movies like just before 9-11? <laughs> yes, bringing it back to Batman v Superman, Dawn of 9-11. Oh, yes, it should be good. Yeah, this should be, it should be some good stuff. So everybody tune in, stick with us. And uh, yeah, I guess uh, with that being said, uh, happy belated Christmas to everybody. Happy upcoming New Year. And uh, we'll see you in 2021 if we, if we make it, you know? <laughs> Oh, who's next? Penny's Clark, Penny's Clark.